This is a Federal News Network podcast. For some civil servants, a post-federal career in industry beckons. For others, academia. That's the case for Jessica Rich, the former director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. She is now a distinguished fellow at Georgetown Law School. And Ms. Rich joins me now. Good to have you on. Hi, Tom. So you had a pretty high-profile job, director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. What beckoned you? What attracted you to an academic career post-federal? Well, as a federal employee at the Federal Trade Commission, which is an independent agency, I was so spoiled in that my mission was to examine problems and try to solve them for consumers and do the right thing, regardless of politics, regardless of having, you know, without having any clients that I had to serve. My clients were the American people. So I think it's very, very difficult to leave a wonderful position like that. And I was at the Federal Trade Commission for 26 years and not continue to have a mission of just doing the right thing. So at Georgetown, I will be examining problems in the same way as I did at the FTC. Obviously, I won't be a government employee, but I'll be looking at them from the perspective of what's best for consumers. I'll be working with students. I'll be doing training and classes with policymakers. And it's a a logical next step for me from the wonderful work I was able to do at the FTC. And at the FTC, of course, you were dealing often with miscreants in business, people that were doing the wrong thing on behalf of their customers or the public. Do you feel like basically that industry is okay and uh, there were just some outliers? Or how do you feel about industry in general, having seen kind of the dark underbelly of it for so long? Well, business is a huge, important part of our economy. And there are many legitimate businesses that are helping our economy work well and delivering products for consumers. So one of the most important thing about the FTC's mission is to target companies that aren't doing that and allow not only to protect consumers, but to allow legitimate businesses to thrive and not have to compete with lies. So I feel just fine about business generally, but they're definitely uh, not only bad actors that do bad things. And that's why it's very important to have uh, rules, to have laws and to have law enforcement. How did things change over the 26 years you were looking at this issue? I mean, a product like lawn darts, pretty obvious to people. Why, golly, what was somebody thinking to sell a thing like that? But as consumer products get more complicated, more electronic, more difficult to see through technically, how did that change the job over the years at the FTC? Well, it changed the job fairly fundamentally. When I started at the FTC in 1991, although some people in this country had access to the Internet, I guess the DARPA net, the Internet was not an everyday tool in any way, and that really happened during the 90s. So all of a sudden, people started using the Internet. That led to uh, a lot of data collection That led to consumers often dealing with companies that they couldn't see and didn't know and and didn't know in person. And so it created a lot of new issues for consumers, a lot of new challenges to consumers. And privacy and data security was, you know, one of the main areas that developed during the time I was there. We didn't even have a privacy program when I started And by 2000, we had a very significant privacy program, which I was quite privileged to have helped create. 
We're speaking with Jessica Rich. She's former director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, now a distinguished fellow at Georgetown Law School. And looking back, do you feel that the FTC gave you the tools in terms of people and money that you needed to keep it evolving as the threats to consumers evolved? Tools and money was always a challenge at the FTC. It's a pretty small agency. I don't know the exact number now, but it always hovered around a thousand people. And that's both competition, antitrust enforcement and consumer protection. So when you think about the mission covering the entire country, it's a pretty small agency. And then when you think about an issue like privacy, there's really right now only about 50 people working on that and about 50 people working on uh, deceptive advertising and uh, similar uh, numbers of people working on anti-fraud efforts, a little more. So Resources were always an issue, and what it meant is that we needed to engage in a lot of strategic planning and strategies to make sure we were using our resources well. You can't just open a case anytime you see something wrong. You have to evaluate the harm it's causing and whether it's something the FTC can actually do something about with its existing tools. So every FTC attorney, investigator, economist learns to think in those terms. Is this a good use of our resources? Will this maximize value for consumers relative to another case I might open? And what about cooperation with the state-level bureaus of consumer protection? Were they kind of like adjunct faculty for you? That was a huge part of how the agency leveraged its existing resources. It worked with the states, even the local enforcer, for example, referring identity theft cases to local law enforcement. You know, sometimes we brought cases with multiple states. There are also programs to refer cases to criminal law enforcement when it was determined that this was really better suited for criminal prosecution. And there were conferences that during my tenure we held, and I think they're still being held, to share information with states all over the country. And we did that through our regional office. So yes, that was a huge part of leveraging the resources and not only engaging in joint efforts, but also deciding, is this something that warrants a joint effort or is this something that's better to divide and conquer? Maybe I do this case, you do that case so we can maximize the value for consumers. And looking back over the years, are there any cases that really stick out in your mind, the kind of thing you went home and might have yelled at the dog? What kind of a crazy company do they think they can get away with this? Well, there were a lot of cases during my time that I felt strongly about. There were also many, many cases that were highly significant in that we were responding to technological developments. For example, cases against Apple, Google, and Amazon for charging kids in kids' apps without parents even knowing their kids were being charged until they got these hefty bills, hidden charges on mobile phone bills. Another really compelling case was the case against Herbalife, which basically was selling investments, but really just using Peter to pay Paul. Another important case was Western Union, where we alleged that the company was turning a blind eye to fraud that was being perpetrated through its wiring. So that was a very significant case that hurt people that didn't have much money. 
We also brought sweeps against deceptive auto advertising and fraudulent debt collection. So there are really a huge number of compelling cases that the FTC is able to bring and that we were able to bring during my tenure. Jessica Rich is former director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. She's now a distinguished fellow at Georgetown Law School. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature. Winter season is here, and Discount Tire wants you to stay safe on the road. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Let's get you taken care of.